You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am really excited to be talking to you all, man, about conscious sexuality. Yuval Mann is an international sex educator, founder of the Sensual Alchemy School of Integrated Sexuality, and a podcast host. Since his radical transition from Orthodox Judaism to his path as a sex educator, Yuval now helps people bring pure ecstasy into their lives through conscious, connected sex and open communication. Yuval, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is fun because sexuality is such a big part of us and our mind and how we show up in the world. And yet we don't talk about it that much, at least a lot of us in the regular mainstream world. (laughs) Yes, that's unfortunately the case. Yeah, it really is. So um, my first question, you all, is always what superpower did you uncover as a result of mastering your mind? (laughs) That's an interesting question. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily mastered my mind. I think it's uh, more of an ongoing process, but um, love is definitely what comes up for me. And love not in the sense of conditional love that we see in movies of like, you give me, I give you, and we rub each other's egos, rather a deeper sense of oneness and unconditional love for everything, for myself, for people, for for everything, just as a, as a state of being. I think that's the superpower that I discovered. Yeah. That is, okay, first of all, I love that you pointed out mastering your mind is an ongoing thing. It is so true. <laughs> It's kind of a trick question that I ask, but so thank you for calling it out. Um, So I also love what you're just saying. So oneness and unconditional love, is that something that you are, were always aware of growing up and as a young man, or is that something that you have, you learned to experience? I was definitely not aware of that uh, growing up as I think none of us really is. Um, we don't live in a culture that prefaces um, exploring different states of consciousness, at, le- at least not in mainstream media or, you know, the, in the way we grow up and being raised. Um, but the more I dove into my own mind, um, both from a spiritual perspective as well as um, psychedelics, which always been part of my journey, and more and more, I have had glimpses of what it really feels to be merged with the essence of reality, for lack of better terms. You know, uh-huh. words are very limited in explaining things that can only be felt. But um, yeah, I think that's underlying 
the story of my ego, you know, which is what I want to have in my life, what I don't want to have in my life, what, who I think I am based on the story that I was telling myself from growing up, based on my genetics making and my upbringing and whatever is going on in my life that I'm telling myself is my story. Under all of that, I feel that there is just pure essence and presence of unconditional love and oneness in which I can see other people in my life as just a reflection of me and just part of who I am and have much more compassion towards everything that is around and a desire to serve. Yeah. Yeah. That is, is really quite lovely. Um, and I think that's what so many of us are seeking to find is that many of us on this journey, that conscious, that connection um, and that essence. And so, bringing it around to sexuality, how does sexuality play, play into all of that? Like, how did you um, go from being connecting to this essence of reality into, Hey, I'm going to work with people around sex. And so I think sexuality came first, actually, um, since I was, um, I came from, I was most of my life um, part of a, Orthodox Jewish community, um, which is very like boys only institutes and like you don't see or speak like basically your wife is the first woman that is not your sister or your mom that you ever speak with as a child. So needless to say, not a lot of, you know, um, interaction with other sex growing up as a teenage, as a teenager. Until I was about 18, and then I went to the army for three years as a combat soldier, which is obligatory in Israel. And so I didn't have, until I was like 21, 22, I didn't have a chance to even explore my sexuality. I even remember being like 14, 15, going through puberty and being afraid of having these like desire, like fantasies and being afraid of masturbating for the fear of what God will do to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then having having this come out at night as wood, you know, it's a natural yes. process happening in the body. Huh? <laughs> and, and then feeling so guilty in the morning and running away to the this mikveh, which is like a Jewish bathhouse in which you purify yourself and ask for forgiveness and pray and hope that God will not punish me. Um, which drove me later um, as I left the religion to be extra passionate and curious about discovering what sex is all about or what communication with women is all about. And so, yeah, I spent the next 10 years from where I was about going out of the army until now, pretty much. I'm traveling the world and exploring sexuality, um, not just as a person in my own experience, but also studying different schools of thoughts and, and books and learning under different teachers. And yeah, I just, it was always there. I realized that the way I express myself sexually in this world has so much to do with how I feel about everything else in my life. It's such a beautiful meal and representation of how I feel about my place in the world and how I'm able to communicate with other people and, and how I show up. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, last year, um, through very interesting coincidence, a set of 
coincidences, um, I started doing that. People just really asked me to, to help them um, in their sex life and intimacy and relationships based on our conversations. And then it just started happening. Wow. That's, that's great. And uh, definitely um, uh, you have a more extreme story going from, from very no contact and no acknowledgement of the sexuality into to this is, you know, the way I express my sexuality is partly who I am or reflects who I am. We do need to go to a break. When we, when we come back, I want to ask you more about conscious sexuality and, and how the rest of us living in our world can start to um, really tune into that. But before we break, where can people find you and learn more about you and what you're doing? So a few different places. Um, they can go directly on my website, which is Yuvalman, just as the man, man.com. Um, also my Instagram, which is Yuvalman.s. Um, yeah, that's the best places to reach out to me. Great. Thank you. And I will, of course, put those in the show notes. Hang on, everybody. When we come back, we'll talk some more about conscious sexuality. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking to you, Yuval Mann. So how would you dis- define conscious sexuality? If you're talking to somebody and they're intrigued by what you do, how, how do you describe what it is, what the sexuality and becoming conscious would look like potentially for them? So I think in general, the world conscious and consciousness is a little bit um, overused. So in order to explain that, I would just, first of all, talk about what is being conscious in general or adding, infusing your life with more consciousness, with more awareness. And because I feel that people walk in the door to want to work with me or connect with my content that I put out there. And initially because they want something, they desire something, they lack something in their life, especially in their sex life or relationship, but then they end up Fueling their entire life with more, more depth, more meaning, more openness of heart and mind. And um, I think that's what I mean when I say conscious is basically lighting. You cannot fight the dark with anything. You can just shed light on it and the dark disappears. And so when things, when different elements in our life are in the dark and we're just unsure what is going on there. Like we, we know that we feel something, we see the consequences of some internal patterns that we are reliving all the time. 
which can look like some sexual blockages, some sexual dysfunctions, some difficulties forming intimate connections and so on and so forth. But we don't know what is going on. And I think conscious sexuality or conscious relating and intimacy means just shedding light on that part of our life to really start adding more awareness there and start examining what is going on. What are my patterns? How do I, what are my core belief system when, so when it comes to my relationship with my body, with my, with my relationship with sex and with other people's body and the connection that I form and figuring out what is alive for me there and how I might maybe um, potentially open up myself to different ways of thinking and being um, in that part of my life. So that's for me is a conscious way of, yeah, conscious sexuality. Yeah. And, and do you find that a lot of people um, have this shame and guilt around their body? Like what, what kind of um, maybe like less supportive beliefs do people seem to have around their bodies or other bodies and around sex? Well, yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Uh, in terms of shame and guilt, it's definitely the, the dominant ones. Um, growing up, going out of the Jewish community and feeling pretty awkward around women, not knowing <coughs> my way and uh, experiencing all kinds of sexual dysfunctions like premature ejaculation and other stuff. Um, I thought I'm the only one because there is no discussion around it. But the more I started reading, exploring, talking to people, opening up about this with various partners that I've had over the years, I realized that it, I'm definitely not alone. Um, and both men and both other men, as well as every one of my partners ever, have experienced all kinds of um, things that are direct correlation to shame and guilt. We have collected both in individually as well as collectively, collectively from history, religion, um, our own cultural discussions and zeitgeist, as well as individually, you know, our past relationships and whatever we experienced there, the way the models that we saw with our parents um, and so on and so forth. There is a lot of layers of shame and guilt when it comes to yeah, exp expressing ourselves beautifully and openly um, in this world sexually. Yes, and and you you had said that one of one of your well, the way you look at your process is to shed light on these these darker elements. So, what is the process? You know, where do you start in starting to shed light on this shame and guilt and and letting people know that there's a different way to feel like how, how do you start with that process? I mean, I suppose you help them figure out that how much shame and guilt is actually um, dictating how they show up, right? That piece of it. But then, so they are like, okay, ah, I'm stuck. I have all this shame. What do you do with it? <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think um, I, I truly believe that every moment in life is an opportunity of surrender and more depth and exploring more of what is life. And uh, so I, I'm starting with people with what is apparent, with what is painful, with what is challenging them, because that's probably, you know, where they can grow from. And so some people come to me with some kind of um, 
performance issue, like sexual performance issue. It can be premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction if it's men. It can be for women, painful sex or um, either occasional painful sex or constant uh, painful sex or inability to orgasm, either needing a partner to orgasm or never orgasming with a partner, both. Um, as well as couples that come to me with, you know, couples specifically in long term that maybe after five, six, ten years, the attraction kind of like died out and they want to re-examine and um, figure out ways to, yeah, go to the next phase of their relation, relationship evolution when it comes to passion and sexuality and fantasy. Um, so various things. And we start from there. We start from what is and we explore, you know, I ask them questions and we figure out together what are the belief systems that are there and uh, we go from there. And I think the best way to remove shame and guilt as the best way to go and break through anything that you're experiencing in your life is first really shedding light on that. The moment you become aware to your predicaments, the moment you become aware to your pattern, you're already not identified with that. You're already not behaving and acting from that pattern, from that belief system, from that shame and guilt, and you're already seeing different your life and your your you know your the results that you see in a different light. Yes, and and one of the things I find. Um that's really interesting. And I wonder if you have this too, is that sometimes if people, if they're looking at life from, um, you know, always with the perspective of this is shameful or this, uh, you know, I'm bad. And then they start to see, oh, there's a different way. Sometimes they don't know what that different way could be. How much of your work are you saying, well, this is what it would be like to show up without guilt and the, the, without shame. Yeah, so I think uh, there are a few facets to that. One is, so first of all, one of the biggest ones that people go ah, into <laughs> with is um, when, first of all, they come with whatever problem they are having, thinking that something is wrong with them, something is broken about them, you know, especially, um, I mean, both men and women, especially when there is some, uh, sexual dysfunction so you know quote unquote dysfunction i don't like to give it such names because it's not a dysfunction and it's not a performance issue because sex is not performance and so really the first thing that we are exploring is their relationship with sex so for men it's oftentimes this need to be to perform you know to make her squeal to make her orgasm to make her orgasm 10 times in a row to perform for hours like a porn star this is like this um false idea that many men have just because most of the sexual education that they have is sadly comes from porn and for women it's i should be this um you know beautiful feminine nymph that it just can hey they're so connected to her body and can orgasm for hours and scream and, and enjoy and what we go through is realizing that your current expression of sexuality is the most beautiful expression of your specific personal sexuality. And sex is not about performing. You are not each other's vibrators. You are here not to perform for each other. 
and make each other orgasm, you can put the orgasms aside for a second and just be focused on what sex actually is, which is a playful platform for you to connect as humans, naked, meet each other's soul. It can be one day very loving and connected and and doesn't even include penetration. And one day it can be really kinky and twisted. And one day it can be spiritual and tantric and whatever. Um, And you are here to play, to really, really play, to let go, to look at the pain that you're experiencing, to look at the discomfort or the challenge or the the current um, situation that you are having around sexuality and look at it as the best gift that you could possibly get from life in order for you to point out to where it's painful and go and grow from there. And take that as an opportunity to explore deeper, to reconnect with your body, to re-explore your communication with your partner, to deepen the intimacy between you, to explore different elements of your sex life and what it means for you and your body and different areas of pleasure that you have. Um, And usually people that come with the, the highest pain points usually end up having the most blissful time because when they really surrender, let go and start seeing the situation as the most beautiful expression and the most beautiful gift there is rather than something they should get rid of um, as a disease or something that's broken about them, they start exploring the real depth of their pleasure, the real depth of orgasm and intimacy and what's really possible there for them. Yeah, that is, there's something you said that just is so um, worth listening to hearing again. And that is that, you know, sexual relationships, these are a playful platform to connect as humans that, and as you talk this through, you know, stepping back and seeing how we are so shaped by our expectations of what we need to be and have to be. And if we can say, okay, wait, we're here to connect and to play, that does put everything in a different light. It really does. And I think it's a window to life at large, you know. It's a calling to re-examine, you know, people come and they have this like sexual thing and they think like, oh yeah, I'm going to work with Yuval and I'm going to, whatever they're, goal desire is i'm going to have more intimate connection more abundance more orgasms whatever they want but they end up realizing that wait hmm. you know they they often get what they wanted just to realize that it doesn't really matter that what really matters is maybe seeing life in a different light maybe bringing more awareness to different things maybe exploring different states of consciousness and i think sex and relationships is the most potent element of our life to explore spiritually with as well like to grow as people because we just get the most powerful mirrors there of where are we not in alignment where are we you know fucking up or not being the the highest version of ourselves that we can yeah can you say more about that um what you mean with in terms of spiritual mean mirrors just for those who might not be clear what you're what you're saying yeah so without getting too like 
spiritual or woo or anything like that. But just when you really think about it, um, there are a few places in a, in a person's life that his, his level of awareness, his level of, I don't know, inner work that he has done has been tested as much as your relationship with your parents and your relationship with a partner. You know, friends, most friends, and even good friends that will sometimes give you feedback are usually there for you to tap you on the back and, you know, rub your ego to just make you feel good. So you will rub their ego back so they will feel good as well. Uh-huh. And your relationship with family and your relationship with a spouse is where your level of like how much work have you, how much work have you done on your inner, inner world um, is being really tested most powerfully. And so I don't do work. I don't do much work with, with parents, but I do work with people in intimate relationships. And if you look around, you see it clearly, you know, those are the relationships that are people find the most challenging to build and to build in a healthy, empowering way. How many people do you see this day and age that are inside a very healthy and vibrant, um, empowering relationship? What I see when I look around is very few like that. Most of them are either, most of people are either single or in a dysfunctioning, toxic relationship. Not that there's anything wrong with either of these. It's all beautiful representations of people's predicaments and their point of their personal evolution. But it's pretty apparent that that pain point in our life is beautiful potential, a beautiful opportunity for growth. And if we are, you know, if we are there to acknowledge that, if we are there to do the work, if we are there to use and utilize what we are experiencing in our intimate relationships, both sexually, intimately, communication-wise, and so on, for our personal spiritual growth. So that's what I mean. Yeah, that's a wonderful explanation of it. And we were fine with woo-woo around here, but <laughs> that was that was great. Um, one of the things that I also really love about your um, your approach is that you're starting from this area of there is nothing wrong with you, and that is uh, you know a lot of work that I do with people. It it takes a while to for people to really recognize, wait there, I'm not broken. There is nothing wrong with me. This is something for me to learn. And I'm actually wonderful just as I am. And when you when you work with people from this place of there's nothing wrong with you, how do they respond? Do they get it? How do you explain that to them? It's hard, it's difficult. <laughs> It really depends. And I think um, what I found to be the most resonate the most is different for different people. And as someone who works with people, my job is to tune my approach to the person's needs and their specific language. Sometimes it will be make them feel what I mean. Sometimes it will be logically, intellectually explaining what I mean um, in different ways. But I think um, most people have this like aha moment when I talk about resistance. 
And I talk about it not from a very spiritual perspective, but rather from a very logical perspective of decision-making. And what I mean is this. So every situation that you're experiencing in your life, you have exactly three options. You can either remove yourself from the situation, you can either change the situation, or you can accept it as it is fully. The moment you resist to the situation, you're basically resisting what is happening. You know, so if you can change the situation, great, change it. You're experiencing premature ejaculation. Can you change it right now? No. You know, there is practice to do. There are things to understand. Uh, you know, there is, a, there is a road there. Okay. Can you remove yourself from the situation also? No. You are <laughs> probably connected to your cock until you, you, your last day, right? Right. Um, so all you have to do is just accept it. You know, and accepted not um, does not mean oh it's so bad. Like no, it's fully accepting it, seeing it as a gift, seeing it as a beautiful thing to do. Because that's really the only thing that you can do, and only from that place you can be clear um, into what is the appropriate action to take, and take that action positively, not from a place of negativity and and aversion and resistance, but rather from openness and a desire to learn and recognizing that as a gift and so it depends on the person some people are very receptive to these ideas and some people are like wait but this it sucks and yeah and they have a lot of resistance around it but whatever it is we are walking through that and um, eventually getting to a peaceful place yes it's a great explanation and, and that sort of when i when working with people it's I actually say sometimes for them to remind themselves, this is not what I would have picked. This situation is not what I want. Right. And just to really sit with that and then say, but it's here. And now it's here and I'm in it and I have a choice and how I show up. I can complain about it or I can recognize that I can change it. And you can say that and not get it, but then when people get it, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really fun to see. So I uh, am loving the work that you do, and I can really feel um, the invitation that you offer to people in their life. You know, you just have this energy. So thank you um, for doing what you're doing. Can you, can you remind people, once again, where they can find you in your work? Uh, sure, absolutely. So uh, one way is to visit my website. You can see some information about me and book a session for us to discover and get to know each other. It's yuvalman.com. And, and yeah, either my Instagram, which is yuvalman.s. Thank you so much, Yuval. For the rest Absolutely. of you listeners, thank you for being here. If you are interested in discovering more about what we do here at Superpower Experts, go to superpowerexperts.com and check out. We have a sort of a three-step process for how to walk towards unlocking your superpowers. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? 
Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 